Case File 8 Simulations Have you ever felt like you're just going through the motions? Or perhaps that your entire world has simply been planned out in front of you? In this case file, we are going to delve into the concept of the simulation theory. We will ask ourselves, what is this reality that we're living in? Who would have designed it? Why is it happening? Is it even real? And so much more. So, buckle down and get ready to dive into simulations. Welcome to the Lost Info Podcast. Here from the Midwest, this is Keeping You Awake, Jake. And I have with me from the West Coast, my West Coast correspondent, Westside Duncan. How you doing, Duncan? I'm good, man. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Uh, this is this is new for us, the simulation theory. Kind of kind of crazy because I've got I've heard things that you can't really call it a theory. It's got to be a hypothesis if it doesn't have a lot of evidence to back it up, but it's commonly known as the simulation theory. So we'll, we'll stay with that. Or theories. Well, there's, um, I mean, really, this kind of goes on all kinds of different aspects. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to try to put your mindset in it, it's, uh, it's more or less like if you're in a video game. I think that's the easiest way to explain it. And yeah. the way, way I look at it is on a simulation if you're in you know like tron the movie tron or uh gta or sims or something like that would be like the construct of uh, something fabricated in our reality that doesn't really doesn't really work yeah i mean well it makes sense too if you if you think of like how much our random emotions trigger trigger actions too <laughs> like you know, I think about that sometimes. It's like, what what really causes it? What drives us to do anything that we do? Really, to eat or to you know, get go to work or get dressed or fall in love or you know, it's all it's all these random feelings and and chemicals that just pop off in us randomly. Yeah, I would agree. And it, honestly, it just becomes uh, it becomes a question. It's a big question mark because I mean. We have people like Elon Musk. He was quote unquote said, if you assume any improvement from this point based on we came from um, the game Pong, mm -hmm. you know, and we came into other games and whatnot, that we wouldn't even be able to tell the difference between reality and a virtual reality. If there's any improvement from this point on. That's, so. that's true. It's also interesting because it's like, think of, I think sometimes about how games back in the day, everything was slower on them. It was a slower process. And now everything is like quick, quick, quick um on the games we play and i think about that with our our lives too that i swear to you it feels like time just goes by faster and faster and faster and faster and not just not just from getting older because that's somewhat common but as a whole people of all different ages are like man like it i swear it feels like time is going by quicker i would agree and that you know it's if you just look at i think a little more than 100 years i mean we were traveling around in wagon you know and then you look yeah. at where we're at now, it's like, you know, and then you think the thousands of years that we have of recorded history or that we think it, yeah. uh, it becomes a very strange thing that within a hundred years, the, the leaps and bounds that we took. For so sure. if you just, if you take that into account, just that alone, a more advanced race, let's say that survived for a hundred thousand years, 200,000 years, and it was all recorded, what, what they would be capable of would be unfathomable. Yeah. I mean, or, or 
already were capable of in some in some elements. I mean, and but, we'll talk about this later. But yeah, there's other you know, there's still stuff we can't figure out about. I was gonna say we we possibly could have already went through this whole yeah. process yeah. and redoing it. But again, in the simulation thing, well, the simulation theory, everything's possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, it could have been yeah. programmed that we uh, started over. Yeah. Um, well, it, it kind of it. I feel always feel like the simulation theory kind of encompasses um, a lot of different theories because, like you said, it, really anything could be true. And so it's like you know whether you believe in the law of attraction or you believe in reincarnation or you believe in divine you know purpose or whatever. It's like well, the reality is if someone's behind the desk designing all of it and controlling all of it. All of those things could technically be true. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, essentially becomes whoever is programming it can put in whatever they want. And I think that we're, we might be jumping ahead, but I guess, you know, that's all right. But uh, as far as the simulation goes, if the programmer, and I, I, I tend to think about this, if, a pro, if somebody's programming a game and, and you're the character in it, then, you know, when you're sleeping, it's kind of like maybe buffering or whatever. And so then when you're waking up, you're starting a new level. So let's just say like, you know, if you've ever been like with your buddies playing games and, and whatnot, and some guy gets on and doesn't follow the levels and just goes in GTA going and punching old ladies and murdering yeah. everybody. Yeah. How do we know that that's not one of these crazy events or mass murders or school shootings? That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a really interesting, uh, you know, I actually haven't thought of that before, but that, um, that is a really interesting so thing. So a reckless buddy. <laughs> yeah. People are wired different too. I mean, that's that's for sure. And so that could play a part of that, where it's like you know you have these you know they're they're not falling into the system. You know, because some of the most brilliant people are some of the most crazy too. Um, right. You know, aside well, from all that, so it's they, like they're like I'm not playing the game. <laughs> you know, and they end up like killing everybody. Well, the people that we deem crazy, and that, and I think that's where it comes is that again, like we were talking about being programmed, is that they may not be crazy. Maybe they just or outside the box so much that it appears crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell. I mean, and you know, there's probably a balance of it. There are somebody there some of them probably are kind of awakened to certain things and some of them may just genuinely <laughs> be off the rocker. It's it's really That's hard. True too. We never know. We never know. Until we know. Exactly. And so I mean, and this idea I, I think is a little a little hard for some people to digest. And I, I will say that being who I am, I don't really disbelieve anything. I think that the possibilities are endless in this world. Yeah. But I will say that this one I think would be hard to to bite off because then it gives essentially no purpose in that. <laughs> yeah. and, and that is actually what I think we strive for is to find a purpose in this life. So being that the lost info, you know, you're always looking for more information to put all the pieces together to get a better picture of the puzzle. Well, even people that are like complete atheists that, you know, they just believe, you know, essentially we're an accident that, that, you know, we just sparked, you know, and we're just a part of the evolutionary process. I feel like the, this concept is like even more depressing than that because <laughs> you know, if if it we is. are an accident, then it's like okay, cool. Like we'll come up with our own purpose. We'll design our own society. Well, but if at the end of the day, we're really just like somebody, somebody's game, and they're like, doo, 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 you know, it's like that's fucked. <laughs> and honestly, I, I would have said the other way. I don't like that we just were an accident because I don't like it either. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I would say that it's better than somebody could just push power for sure. For sure, that we're yeah. just. I mean, it, you know, it just. 
if we are an accident, it's like, all right, you know, it is what it is for now. And then maybe it's over. And it's like, there's a sense of peace about that. But to think that like, it's like even less than an accident. It was literally like, if we are just designed for somebody's like entertainment, like that's a, that's another <laughs> theory that I got. I honestly was thinking about that one too. I thought, what if, uh, we were designed by a more advanced race for a reality show, like, a. I don't know. I don't even want to call it a, gal- a galactic reality show. So basically, they tune in and just. But then you think about where we're at in our lives. Like, it's a really pick on any partner, but we got Trump as president, and it just seems like this is unreal. Yeah. And what if it was like, hey, we really need to spice the show up. Let's just throw a wrench in the whole thing. <laughs> well, I mean, but that, you know, you could. You can say that about because uh, look, I mean, I I can we could talk all day about Trump and you know in the United States and all that, but like fucked up shit's been happening all over the world forever. <laughs> like you know, and there's always been corrupt, corrupt. Oh, true. Like, and the thing is, that later down the road, we'll get into all of we're, we have a corrupt family series that we're gonna get into yeah. and whatever else. So we'll we'll definitely touch on all of it. Uh, and I think that we can't really gear it towards one person or anything like that. But it becomes when you just think of how we think and. And that, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're like, we're going to spice up the game a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so make it's it, like, <laughs> we got to put some drama in there. A yeah. little bit of drama to make it, uh, you're going to tune in next week. Sprinkle in a, a few diseases. Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. You know. So like, so that like you know they're watching from this you know I don't know like a yeah. observable observatory bubble or something. They place bets on us like yeah, how long exactly. we're gonna live and yeah and like how successful we'll be. Yeah, like you could just like uh, chime into a certain character in this in this reality and be like, let's see where this guy goes with. Let's throw him in some um, catastrophic events in his life. Let's uh, do this. Let's do that and just see what he what he does with it. Well, it kind of already feels like that, honestly. I mean, aside from whether people are doing that or not, it feels like that a little bit in real life, like when, especially when you move away from home and you come out to LA or whatnot, because it's it's so funny, like the people that that come out of the woodwork that it's like, I don't know what they're doing with their life, but as soon as you do something that they deem is cool, if they, maybe they hated you before, they ignored you before, and they're like, oh, like they'll message you and they're like, and I'm I'm like, my real life is not supposed to be for your entertainment either. Like, and I think about, and I see that with a lot of people. It's just like, all some people literally live their life to like talk about other people's lives. And I'm not saying just with me, that happens like across the board. Well, and I think that that kind of gears into the, the simulation and the fact that we as, you know, the conscious beings that we are, whether we're plugged in, because I think we do have free will and free thought, but if we're plugged into this, we're geared towards that kind of thing. We make we make simulations already. Yeah. We make uh, simulations in games. We make simulations in flight simulators, uh, yeah. swim, swimming simulators in a pool uh, for, you know, what they say was the moon landing. But we'll, yeah. we'll get into that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we're already geared towards simulation and creating. Yeah. I mean, even the AI, the AI front and quantum computing, at one point, they're going to be running a simulation. You know, and like when we, when we think about simulation and the fact that for all of our outcomes, and like big business and everything else, they already have programs that simulate all the different paths to take and which one becomes the best option after, you know, a lot of computing power. I mean, dude, like, so there's this thing in LA. 
Um, and I think it's, it's opening up a couple other places now. Like, it may be in New York, but there's a couple different companies that are, like, they're, like, VR adventure-type things, basically, but they're intense. Like, I had done a little bit. Like, I had done, like, a game one time with a VR headset, but, like, I went in... And you can pick these different adventures. Like, there's three or four options. And I went to one with a buddy. And it was so crazy. And I literally went back with a different friend the next night. Because I was like, this shit is... I mean... Was it the Oculus or something? It's... it's Well, the first one I did was, like, this, like, Mayan adventure thing. Where you're, like, was it, getting... Was it by the Oculus virtual thing or something? I've heard yeah, you like I've never yeah, done it. I think there's a couple different companies. This one was called Dreamscape. And you put like these like goggles on. They, but it was so crazy, man. Like you, you go in this cave and you, like you grab a torch, and it's like you're actually holding the torch, and you can feel the heat coming off the torch. They have all these like props set up, but then you're visually seeing something. So yeah. you're touching real things, you're feeling real and things. See, like- even at where we're at now, you could completely get lost in something like that. Because I, I played video games and zoned out to where I had no idea about my surroundings. Now yeah. you put you put on goggles and like feel the stuff and, and whatever you're walking, else. You're walking around and you're like, Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember there was one part. It was like a booby trap door that was moving and like the floor is falling out from under you. And I was like jumping around like trying because your instincts just pop in and you start to feel like this isn't. Uh, like this is real like this is what's really happening because in from your perspective it is what's really happening so that that's where the simulation theory and i think that's where elon elon musk also said you know based on where we're going and where yeah. we've been that it's a one in a billion chance we're not in a simulation <laughs> now you you put those numbers into account and that's already crazy but he's not an idiot first off yeah yeah and second of all I mean, just think about where we're at now. What we could do in another twenty thousand years, like it would be unreal. Uh, yeah. I mean, I well, you would I was know also, the, you wouldn't know the difference. Uh, well, I, I was also uh, I read an article that was something about um, whether or not we can. Um, what what was it like? I guess the, I guess they like took some. I, I don't know. They did. Well, I'll for, I can't explain it well right now. But they it was like um it was essentially they were moving pieces of particles essentially from like one um like projecting kind of like but it was actually like scientifically visible it wasn't just like astral projecting yeah, like they were actually China like China just did that didn't they I think so yeah where it was like they're actually teleported apart teleporting teleporting that's why I could not think of the word yeah yeah no, I, uh, I think I read that. Yeah, they were, like, teleporting something. And um, so, I mean, they essentially proved that it is possible. We just haven't fully been there yeah. yet. And that's the thing is, uh, again, and that's, you know, the lost info is essentially important because I think all of the information that we're missing is we've either probably experienced it once over and it's been destroyed by elites or uh, yeah. a bigger group of people and now it's hard to really pin down if it's an occult if it's jesuits if it's illuminati if i mean the masons <laughs> yeah nobody knows yeah. if that's really true but there is some kind of dynamic that there is uh, a group that is leading this in a direction of their choice so for sure i mean it uh, there has to be in some in some capacity whether whether or, we are as a whole or a simulation or not we definitely are affected society is impacted by or the program the illuminati is the programmer yeah that's true <laughs> so so this one the, the with when you're talking about the simulation theory it always i tend to get off, i go off track because I try to put in my own beliefs when if it's a simulation, you have none of you, you know, really <laughs> structure. It's whatever program. So that's true. So you always tend to like kind of veer from what a simulation could be because it, it's kind of hard to think about when you feel that you're completely in control of your thoughts. Yeah. And we're really, um, yeah. I mean, why, how can we even talk about this at all? 
I mean, because really, yeah, exactly. This conversation that, might not even be real. But you know, if they implant, so that was another thing. That was another theory that I had because I, like I said, I just started thinking about all the different routes. But I mean, uh, you know, if they say the universe is infinity and everything's infinity, I mean, literally the the possibilities could be infinity too. But um, another one is, what if you are playing the game and you're just not aware that you signed up for this game in the beginning? That's true. So, You've been in the VR headset too long. Yeah. yeah. So then when yeah. you die, you come out of this VR and then, you know, whoever's helping you out, plugging you back into the game, you say, hey, I, I want to try a different route on this one. Plug me back in. And all of a sudden they take your conscious, plug it back into a fetus. Yeah. And then you're born back into the game. Well, I mean, it's funny because that's like a very, that's sort of like a spiritual concept in itself. You know, where we're connecting it with this idea of, um, you know, us playing a game because like you, that's kind of delving into the whole reincarnation type thing. And like, yeah, yeah. a lot of people believe that we choose our parents and we choose our, you know, life, which I, you know, I believe to an extent, but it is interesting. It's like, if it's a game, it, there's well, yeah. some truth in both. Yeah, exactly. And then if you came out of it with all your memories and wherever this other mm -hmm. dimension or outside the game is, then you could be like, oh, that was that was a hell of an experience. But I think I could do it different. Plug me yeah. back in. So then he downloads you back into a fetus and you start over in the game. Yeah. Well, what, something I find interesting just real quick about some people with reincarnation when they talk about it, I rarely hear anyone who believes that they've been reincarnated or anything like that. It's always like on this earth. You know what I mean? And I just, in my mind, I'm like, if reincarnation is possible, like, I would imagine, like, well, what if one time I'm, like, some other creature on some other planet, you know? Right. Well, and the thing is, the, the stories that I've heard is that they're kind of confused that they have all these memories from a past life. So, and, and we will get into a reincarnation. We will have yeah, uh, that's a, uh, definitely a case file on that. Yeah, it's a cool subject. It definitely is. And, I, and then I heard one, we'll get into it, but there was a, a kid that used to be a, a war pilot in World War II. And I mean, the, the details that this kid knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he's so innocent that he's just saying them as as if it, it's uh, pretty wild. Yeah, I've seen a few a few like that, like kids taking their parents to like countries that they've never been for, to before, and to the house and yeah, knowing exactly. all this information and like it's um it's definitely bizarre. And there've been people in my life too that it's like I don't have necessarily past life memories, but um people that I've met where I'm like I swear it, like I knew you before this, like. And people that ended up being significant in my life, and I remember when I first met them, it was like we both had this mutual feeling, like we had known each other before. And yeah. I don't know, it's 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 bizarre for sure. Well, and I I guess that's the hard part for me to think that this is simulation because there's other things. I mean, part of me says it's possible, but like deja vu, and um, mm. like you said, knowing somebody before, those are memories. So either you played the level already. <laughs> or, or I mean, that doesn't really tie in, but it, it just becomes, again, a, a question that, you know, and I think everybody essentially looks for a meaning in their life or a purpose while we're here. So that part also leads me to think that it can't be a simulation unless they've took conscious where they've gotten to a point where they can take conscious and plug it into a manufactured reality. Well, unless it's all true and i think about that sometimes it's like what if every religion what if every you know belief system what if every concept like this what if all of it is true in some capacity like i think about that pretty frequently so it's like say you know yeah maybe you've played this level before in this dimension but maybe there's also other dimensions of other games going on at the same time yeah exactly well again 
they always come down to everything's infinity the you know the universe is expanding all this and that it, but you know when you don't know it's just easy to say it's infinity yeah. and, and then anything's possible so everything that they're trying to like lock down on scientifics it really doesn't fit like even physics yeah. physics to this day are being disproven all the time Oh, for sure, for sure. And, I mean, there's just still so much. I mean, there's so much we don't even know on our own planet, like the oceans and, and oh. the creatures in the oceans and, you know, all of that. But but let alone the rest of space. I mean, we are so, we have traveled so little in comparison to, like, what is out there. And it's just, it's just mind-numbing how much stuff is out there that we just will never experience. And I, and I agree, and I think that um, a lot of this also comes down to being that something there is a a force now again we can go down the illuminati occult whatever else but if you look back to you know the library of alexandria is it was burnt down twice and you know we'll get a topic on the vatican they're withholding i think a 53 mile vault of information so somehow information is being withheld for a reason for sure well historically you look at that a lot of libraries have been burned <laughs> yeah <laughs> in <And> history <laughs> and it is weird because it's like yeah. well what do they not want us to know i know I and, know. and that part i think would give us a clear indication of what is actually going on if we could put it together i think they have and i think that they have a way better understanding but i'm pretty sure well we won't know that um until we until a, a huge crossroads yeah yeah i mean it's there's just a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of of bizarre things out there about who knows what and why they know it and if they know it. And because um, it's one of those, I mean, that's just the thing when you go down the conspiracy rabbit hole in general where, you know, there's an element where you make assumptions about people because you see things that are, com- you know, commonalities of, of behaviors and stuff that they're doing. And you're assuming a lot about things and sometimes we're putting them as like the bad guy. But I always think I'm like, man, like. I'm going to feel really bad if, you know, they're not really, too. you know, it's like if they really are not trying to. But it's hard. It's hard because you're like you see the evidence of, well, somebody knows something they're not telling us like. Well, absolutely. There's know? definitely information being withheld because, I mean, well, and you see it every day. I mean, even now in the 80s, there was 50 media companies for the United States. For sure. And, and now there's five people that own it. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. John Mayer song, um, uh, waiting on the world to change. Yeah. And in one, in one verse, he says, um, if what you get is what you got, when they control all the information, they can twist or bend it all they want. Yeah. And basically it's just like, not so much like the money and control, cause they've already kind of dominated that, but the information and the perspective and the perception of this world, if you can alter that, you can pretty much do whatever you want well that's true i mean you know media has such influence and such power and i don't just mean like news media but i mean entertainment stuff is in general and it's you know i see that especially working in the entertainment industry i see that a lot is that people um like you're saying it's just getting narrow and narrower where pete the same people are like owning everything and so you're like everything that you want to make is just is going to be spread out in every facet across the world and i'm like that's terrifying like yeah yeah (laughs) and honestly if you look at the dynamics of where we've come it it appears that way like 
yeah. I don't know that there could be that many coincidences that it's played out the way that they sculpted it. I mean, look at how many, uh, like, in relationships, how, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many girls I've dated or conversations I've had where it they had this bizarre mentality or just false concept of what how relationships functioned. And me too, in, in different ways, but I didn't grow up too much on on watching, you know, cartoons and stuff. But a lot a lot of people, men and women, have that like just this, oh, you're they're you're gonna find this happy ever after, this one person, this one Yeah, that does send uh, it does tend to be the consensus of it is just what it is. You you can yeah. have a and I I don't believe that really. And I think it's different for everybody. And I also think that it, it gives people a a false narrative where I find a lot of people that they don't really take the time to get to know the ins and outs of someone. They, a lot of it is like, they're looking for that. Oh, they love at first sight type of thing. I think it's getting worse in this simulation uh, because, (laughs) because if you look at Facebook, like you're only seeing this, this person's story when they're taking pictures (sighs) on a beach and everything else. And it's like, man, I want what they have. Yeah. But do you? Cause you don't really fucking know. Oh yeah, dude, you're you're telling me, and I see, I see, it is actually really messing up a lot of people. I, I saw a video last night of this dude, this kid who was Instagram famous, and he was like maybe 20 years old, and he's just trying to become more Instagram famous. And you know, I especially when he was first starting out doing it, I don't think he was making that much money. He probably is still not actually making th- that much money in the grand scheme of things. You know, I mean, he has, probably has some some endorsements and stuff, but he wasn't like one of the top, top dudes. But this guy said that he had spent over $25,000 on plastic surgeries. And this kid's like 20 years old. And he's like, I just, you know, I need people. He was like, I need people on Instagram to be able to to look at me and to see me and to 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 want to talk about me and want to relate to me it's like and then that led me to another video that was this woman in hollywood who started a house for she called it like the plastic house or whatever and she literally like accepts people in that have had like the most plastic surgery in the world and are trying to look like dolls and like all this stuff and i was oh, like yeah. what yeah. world what literally what world are we living in right <laughs> it's now? the simulated world they have to create that Dude. drama I mean, throw a little drama in there. It's just, and so so much of it is just based on how people perceive us on social media and stuff. It's like, yeah. And that's the thing is that I think that we're geared towards the creating uh, a simulation of our own because we're simulating a life that we want people to see. And and I think we're bound to do that because, and and so we can go into another theory is that I think there's a possibility that once you become so evolved and you either escape your simulation or figure out how the simulation was created or, Let's just say the Matrix, for example, you take the red pill and yeah. go down the go down the rabbit hole that you can figure out, and then and then once you become like either awake and uh and aware of what's going on or advanced in civilization, you can start creating your own simulation, and then if yeah. you go on the infinity rule, we could be a part. <laughs> we could be a part of somebody's creation that was a part of somebody else's creation that was a part of somebody else's creation. Well, and, it's and, like movie making. I mean, I think about that. Um, you know, a lot, especially being an actor, I see other people just living their, you know, living their life. And I'm like, man, we're all actors. We're all just playing our part, like, yeah. in, in this. Like, we're all just doing our thing. And I mean, and I really, I really see that 
when it comes to when I'm working on character, like a, a new character, I'm working on character development and stuff. I'm like, at the core of every single person, like we are programmed in a lot of similar ways. Like we all want the same general things. Like we all want to see and be seen, hear and be heard and love and be loved. Like even the worst people in the world, even if they may not have a great capacity to love, almost everyone wants to feel like they are loved. There's definitely and- a, a want for that. And I, and I think that that's, one of the biggest things that's prevalent in this world when whenever there's evil things and whatever else, when people come together and, and, you know, share that commonality and love, it changes the dynamic. And it seems like nobody wants that. Yeah. Well, and this is, I mean, this is a dark, you know, this is a dark topic, but even just the way that we look at life and death itself is, you know, so much of that is a programming thing too, because there's a lot of, there are cultures out there that totally celebrate death, that they truly believe that that is like a continuing yep. on and they celebrate it. And like we, especially growing up in the United States, you know, and, and just kind of European culture in general, we are like, oh no, this is a bad thing. Like this is a negative thing. Like all oh, yeah. of it is all, and it's, we view it as so bad. I don't, and, I don't which, believe it as negative. Oh yeah. No, I don't, I don't necessarily either, but I just, I think it's interesting that we are like, we are, whether it's a simulation or not. So really the idea of simulation, I mean, it's, it's not really that new. It, it goes all the way back to Plato is what I found that you can, and pound, search it, you know, but the, <laughs> and that's the thing is that he not, he wasn't really saying a simulation. I don't think obviously in that time, but it was more question, questioning reality. Yeah. Yeah. And and if if you go back to and again, we've lost so much information from the past. But even that being said, that somebody at that time was thinking, well, this seems odd. Well, yeah, I mean, even the whether it be God or the gods or whatever it is, that whatever it is that people are wanting to, you know, or believing in at that time, it's like at the end of the day, whether it's an actual like video game they're playing it kind of still is a simulation because it's like if we were designed, I mean, there's still an element of like, well, why did we need to be designed? And like, and then, so is it just for your entertainment or like, well, that would be the question I have too, because we're, we're too different, you know, like, so like, if you like look at GTA, you know, you probably have like those people that are on the street, they're in a loop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're kind of all the same, doing the same things, or or just like their character's a little different. But but as far as having a conscious and being able free will and all this and that, and how different we view things as a person, and basically our experiences that created us, it, it, it makes it hard to, to fathom that if this is a simulation, that the character itself, me or you, is actually created by somebody else. Well, I feel like what you're just saying too sometimes in my own life and even though I always feel like I'm I'm I am moving forward in a lot of ways, there are definitely like chunks of time that it I just feel like I'm going through this like endless cycle like I am on a loop and it was it's like a few months will pass by and I just feel the same that I did and like I haven't really made any progress in a certain way and I'm like what did I and I, it's like I don't even remember what I did it just feels like I did the same thing every day and I never was like that before and I, I, it's it's uh, honestly weird. I just had that thought the other day because I thought you know when you're like moving in a direction of a goal or something and yeah. and not like a short-term goal but like you know going to school or let's just say for example and it takes a couple of years like you look back and like what what did I really do different than other than my achievement I wanted uh. to make 
You know, bro, I think the only time you realize it is when things aren't going in the way that you view them. Then you think, that's true. What did I even do different? Because that's I was, true. that's true. Because I, that's where I was at. Was like, okay, this isn't going exactly as I planned. But and then you know, obviously, uh, our new adventure with the lost info. I was just, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and I'm like, man, I should have did this a long time ago. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Discussing, having a global discussion with everybody out there about you know who we are, what we are, what we're missing, what we're, yeah, what, what we're searching. You know? And I think that that's important because. If we all to- together collectively the, or the collective consciousness, if you will, come together with these thoughts and a discussion of reality or at least our base reality, what we know it as, that we can either find a way out of this simulation or raise ourselves up out of uh, this rut that we're in because we're stuck in a loop. For sure. And I, I, it's interesting because I feel like everybody feels like that in, in some capacity right now. And I feel like definitely as a as a, a consciousness as a whole people are feeling that very a very similar way and so i agree i'm like all right we're it's time to break through something you know we got to break through something because it's everyone essentially is saying and acting like they want the same things and they want the same type of change but like everyone is and still i, I believe the majority do heads. though yeah. i think the majority do and, and, but when you get to like our division on race and sex and politics and whatever else it's like well shit maybe we don't but yeah. I, but it, i think it only feels that way because um the ramping up of the divide so like yeah. you're watching the media and everything else it's like oh everybody hates each other and republican democrat you know like i think the only thing that is really being divided is the people arguing amongst each other for sure because I of mean, this intensity that we're all that different because we're not we all want to live a good life we want to yeah. figure out what's going on find our purpose love our loved ones yeah and, and hope to not wake up and take your vr mask off and see uh, <laughs> some dude eating cheetos yeah that, <laughs> i mean we all want the same at the core of who we are we all want the same things i mean i remember a few months back i saw a video of it was when syria syria was being bombed and it was this dude and he was holding his like two-year-old little girl and his house had just been bombed and his friend was driving him to the hospital and it was just like you know that stuff has oh, been going on that i stuff seen been, that video and it made me cry i was like it oh, meets, me too and it's like that stuff has been going on all the time but just because of the internet we're able to see it and we have you know the internet has is blessing it's a blessing and a curse yeah but like we have dehumanized each other so oh, yeah much and i think that the internet is a big part of hopefully changing that in the sense that we're like man like that dude he just it depends what you look for on the internet though because (laughs) if you stay to the same media channels that are being provided yeah if you go to cnn.com yeah you're gonna and, and like whatever else it becomes like you know for me personally i think that americans in particular because of our such controlled society yeah or the perspective anyway is that we don't ever get to see from somebody else's view like people don't know we're the only country that is running our military up and down another country's streets like yeah if 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 you and we still out, look at them as the bad guys yeah if you looked out your window and saw military from somebody else from, from some from, other country uh, yeah across the world coming down with their tanks and their guns telling yeah. you what you you can and can't do like you'd be you would have too. yeah you'd have animosity for sure yeah, yeah imagine like, if, if north korea was in our streets right now policing us around I wouldn't be very well, happy. And either. that's the thing. It's actually <laughs> declared martial law in Iraq, but it's United States martial law. So um, this is the section that we do 
tokes and jokes. If you don't smoke, just fake it. Uh, <laughs> so, here's a few jokes for you on the simulation theory. I got kicked out of an underwater simulation training. They said that I didn't appreciate the gravity of the situation. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it was. It, that, so, again, some of these are internet-based. Some of these are uh, created and written. I thought they were all... I thought you found them all. Did you find that one or did you make it up? Because I'm going to feel bad found. if that was... Okay, good. That one was found. I was um, going to feel bad. We, as we go, I'm going to not... <laughs> not specify which ones are <laughs> so that the audience can decide yeah, what they think but um that one was that was internet one actually you know what oh i have another one this one i will say this is another internet one if global warming is part of a simulation it must be done by an al gore ism <laughs> so that one is internet based that's good you're lucky that I even understand that because... Well, I honestly don't think a lot of people will. Yeah, because that was... What Al Gore's popularity was kind of like... I oh, was yeah. a little kid. Honestly, like, I don't even... I didn't know what he was talking about until I went back to it as an older person. Same, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that one will need to be pound searched. Yeah, definitely look that up. That's important. Pound search it because... Al Gore really was the breaking... and almost the president. He was almost the president. Yeah, and he was the breaker of the global warming concept. Now I know a lot of people don't believe it. I don't know that I believe. I don't know. Uh, the global warming uh, per se is exactly how it's think because every our climate changes and it's been changing as long as we've existed and as long as we've been recording. Yeah, you know our existence. But I will say. Whether you believe or not that we change the outcome of our climate, uh, we do. Because if you're outputting emissions at a rate that we are now, we never did in the past. Even though it was changing, it it can't take what we're doing to it. There's no well. Way. I mean, just pollution in general. I mean, right. we I mean, like is that whether it completely destroys a planet or not. Like, I don't want to live on a planet that's like the oceans are well, full I, of trash and the I'm not, air is I'm full not, of smog. I'm not even for the fact that if it didn't cause any change, that I'm okay with it. Like you shouldn't yeah. should be putting that much plastic into oceans. You shouldn't yeah. be burning that many rainforests. You shouldn't be putting those clouds of, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, gases and, and and fossil fuels into the air yeah. if we don't have to. And I don't think we have to. So I'm not with it, regardless if it changes the climate. And I don't even know that you classify it in climate change. But I don't think it's right. So well, the anybody, biggest industry, the biggest money-making industries, always kill people. Right, and so you know, hate on Greta if you want, and maybe she <laughs> didn't, and maybe she didn't write those things. Maybe somebody is using her as a as a young voice to express those discussions. Look, I'm not like a crazy global warmer type of person, but I, I will say is like, I when you look at it from an unbiased perspective. There's a lot more of a reason to fight against the belief of global warming than there is to be in support right. of it. Well, so there's no reason. Like, oh, this yeah. is manufactured. Well, why? How, well, why? how? Because nobody's going to make money wanna... off you cleaning the planet. Exactly. Why do people want to make make up the fact that there's global yeah. warming? The industries that pl- the industries oh. that play right now are not going to make money by somebody saying clean up the planet. And be more productive on For sure, not but the fossil polluting. fuel industry definitely wants you to believe that it's uh, the global warming isn't real. 
Yeah, absolutely, because they're you'll you'll kill their empire. Yeah, if, you know. So I. So anyway, the main thing is they were like, oh well, I've heard some posts that Credo was used for political gain. On maybe somebody says I'm for a newer, greener planet, so I'm going to use this girl for my political election. Is that bad though? Like, <laughs> well, if even if uh, I don't know, however you want to look at it, if it's for a gain, yeah, hey, take it as it is, you know, and say like, oh, you know, that write that girl off, you know. But the main point is the message she's sending is valid in any way, shape, or form on this planet. Yeah, don't destroy the rock you live on. Yeah, and we won't we won't have to go find a new one if this one's okay. Don't you shoot know? where you eat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the concept of the message is all you really need. Now, whether it be from a young girl or somebody writing it for her, well, that that really is insignificant and invalid in the whole conversation. The point being, protect what don't shit where you eat. Protect what you live on. Yeah. No, period. The end. Well, I mean, it's like I see the you know living in L.A. with all you know all the smog and stuff from the cars. It's like I breathe that in all the time, and I'm oh like, yeah. It, well, flying into California when I met you, I was like, is it? overcast or no it's small yeah uh, and i knew it was smog but i thought there's no way because i'm yeah. flying you know i can see from you know arizona yeah california well if you look at la and you look at new york before they started putting regulations on on the cars and stuff like in the 90s it was way 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 worse oh yeah and, and it's well, so to me it's a great indicator that <laughs> that that it makes it yeah and honestly if you look at that point of view it makes a difference whatever we do whatever we can filter out and knock down now uh, granted that you know a lot of other conspiracies come into play on that but heart creating these weather patterns and whatever else mm -hmm. uh yeah. i do believe i do believe that happens that will be in another episode but <laughs> or case file i should say but i will say that there's no way pollution doesn't affect that because yeah. you're you're blocking the sun, you are putting those emissions going emissions. somewhere. It's going yeah, it, somewhere. Well, it's, I it's, mean, yeah, and it's with with these clouds of weather. Well, stuff is all going. You know, it's going into our food. It's going into our water. It's going into the air that we breathe. It's all all this. Well, I mean, I think a big indicator of that not to get off, totally off topic again, but a big indicator of that too is, um, you know, I'm not a big meat eater. Like I do eat meat some, but I'm trying to get back to being a vegetarian. Like, look at how much taller people are now, and look how much quicker kids hit puberty nowadays. And if you look at the amount of hormones that are pumped into meat that people are consuming now, is scary. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, um, I'm gonna want to disagree with you because I love meat, <laughs> but I am literally five seven as a grown man, so um, I don't know. Maybe that's just traits. But then you look at like all these girls that are developed. You know, as far as, yeah. you know, you look back at pictures of the 50s and then pictures of now, the hormones in meat have to be doing something because yeah. things are changing. And and whether it be the height and whatever else, but like, you know, the mass of my body, uh, I would say that I'm a husky build. But uh, <laughs> the mass of my body opposed to the height of my body seems to be manufactured, I guess, because yeah. it, it just, you know. Wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I call myself a fat ass, but uh, you know, I don't think it's proportionate. And I, I think when you look back at older pictures or depictions of beings, that it was very proportionate, whether the height or well, well, also you. I mean, you might be a shorty nowadays, but like 
you would be tall back back in the day. Like you go to some ancient cities and well, stuff. Well, that's another thing when they say giants. They you were talk like, about <laughs> giant. Uh, was it just like shacks, or, or you know? Because yeah, like, well, typically they say you know giants were like between like like giant giants were like between like seven and eight feet, which well, was like I had uh, there was a uh, my fraternity that was seven one. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, he would be considered a giant back in the day, and he was just a dude. Well, and that's the thing. If you took a shack back then, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. Well, you look <laughs> at this? look at ancient cities, and all you have to bend down to get in any of the doorways because they were just they were smaller well, people and back then, then. The whole thing that you have to like take into account is that I've heard that these sculptures outside of these other temples in Egypt and whatever else, thirty foot tall sculptures of people. Mm-hmm. That those were built to scale. Well, that would make more sense, you know, like when they put other smaller beings by other sculpted bigger beings. Yeah. Were they were they gods from other planets sent Ask down? Gods. Yeah. Or or that, you know, from the book of Enoch, the watchers that came down mated with humanoids and made these half breeds that ended up being quote unquote giants. And then it's like, well, fuck, I don't know. That, again, those are all lost information that we will cover. Well, I always thought it was funny, like the statue of David, uh, David, and the fact that he has that's such like an iconic statue, and he has such a small penis uh, on there. And I'm, I'm always like, poor, poor dude. Like, who, well, who, you like, know, it's, were they just not trying to bring attention to it? Maybe, yeah. I don't, it's just, it's just funny because it's like, you know, some people, everyone's got a different size, whatever. But it's like, it's funny this iconic statue. Well, and you got a tiny little leader. My first thought was. <laughs> All right, they did. They did it on purpose because there's no way. Yeah. So I was like, they did it on purpose to not bring attention to the groin. But then I think about like the writings and the way that they were experimenting with sexual endeavors. Oh yeah, that that wasn't the case. No, and back then there's other statues from that same time period where there's literally statues of like penises, like oh. in other people. And, well, like, there was cultures that yeah. worship the phallus. You know, like yeah. like all all their carvings were of dicks, penises. Uh, but uh, it's. <laughs> It's like, well, obviously there was, you know, some infatuation with all that. They would have tried to make it probably reality. So when you see that statue, it's like, well, fuck, man, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's embarrassing for dude. Yeah. He should have been. He should have had a loincloth on. Yeah. But nobody Maybe. looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> David and Goliath, and it was really they were both the same size. One just had a way bigger dong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that and that is possibly <laughs> <laughs> that is possibly where uh, the translation over time has yeah that's where it fell went. off. Yeah. It was yeah. like they were the same kind of dude. They were both humanoid, both six yeah. foot tall. One just the had original a really, Greek is really about penises. <laughs> yeah, Goliath just had a really huge dong. David's <laughs> really small, so they were like, God, he was a giant compared to this guy. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine David. He like sees this dude, and he's like so insecure about his penis. And the, he sees this guy with this giant dong, and he's like, like twenty foot tall. Yeah, he's like, "Fuck you, man!" He like picks up these rocks, and he just flings at the guy's head. I I'm pretty sure that the more I think about it, that seems more realistic. It makes sense. <laughs> it seems more realistic. It'd be like, you know, Shaq walks up to you and like you know flips his dong out, and you're like, "Oh man, I just <laughs> seem I really seem small in the world." Yeah. So yeah. it's like the comparison when they were, um, I think it was on a roast. Shaq and Kevin Hart were on the same thing. And he goes, and they were like, well, I'm really glad that Kevin Hart could, ho- or uh, Shaq's dong could host this roast because 
<laughs> felt insecure because the guy had seen, everything bigger than him. Have you seen the the video of those like I think they're two boxers and they're like matching up and they're both in like little shorts and one of the dudes is a little bit shorter but he has like a giant penis and it's so obvious because it's just so it's just like sticking out and like his opponent he's like trying to be serious and like he can't stop laughing either because he's like it's just it's just there it's just like everyone sees it i mean in that attire yeah it's not gonna miss miss it it. yeah yeah there is an insecurity on i don't know i don't know if girls feel that same way about breasts maybe maybe not i don't know some uh, can't really comment on that but i want to have a bigger dong than somebody else like yeah yeah which is why why who gives a fuck? But yeah, that's true. Honestly, if it's small, you're small. Nobody, nobody's hating on you about it. Yeah. But I think it's because it's something that you really can't control. And like, you know, you can bulk up, you can lose weight. Like uh, there's other be. ways you can feel more of a man. But like that is something you just really don't. Right. And so if you got, about. if you got a lady and you're, and you're doing your job, you know, yeah. whether, with the, whether it be on the tongue game or, or whatever, yeah. like, <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Who really cares? But, you know, there is a thing like people want to have a bigger dong. And and so, you know, just like you said in your hypothesis that maybe Goliath and and David weren't that different because man was thinking like, oh, he's so much bigger than him. What? You mean height? No, it's dong size. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like we focus on that. It is funny when you go back to like what you were saying about worshiping, <laughs> worshiping penises and stuff. Because, um, it, there have been a different like, uh, like Rasputin. And we used to talk about the Romanov, like the Russian Romanov family sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, um, but I like uh, that that the Romanov family I think is really fascinating. But if you look at uh, Rasputin, I mean they could not kill that dude. If you research Rasputin any. They cannot. They tried to kill him so many different times. And anyway, he had a 13-inch penis, and it's in a museum. That's the point of the story. Have you seen that dude that was? He did something in the middle of the night. This is like a fear of mine now. He he like turned over one night, and he like squished his balls between his legs somehow, and it started like this endless growing. His balls won't stop growing. And oh it's, it's no! So I have sad. heard about that. They can't even operate on it. And I watched a whole documentary on this dude. It's fluid in the sack. Yeah, and they can't do anything about it or, like, he'll die if they try and get And his balls are longer than his legs. They drag behind him. I did hear something about that, and it's it's a fluid. That's fucked up. I felt so bad for that guy because I was like, man, like, no matter where you go. I mean, it's such, like, a personal thing. It's such a, you know, whatever. It's like, it's, you know, the fact that you just, there's no way for you to hide that. And you're just living your daily life. That sucks. Yeah. What, what do you do, man? Like, you're not trying to bring attention to it, but you have to cover it with a tarp. Like, I, you know. <laughs> he said that sometimes he can't even find his penis, like, in the documentary. Because he was like, his balls are just so big. They're just, it's just like hidden yeah. in there. Now, sad. in the simulation part of that, I'm going to do that for me. <laughs> I'm going to restart. <gasps> So in the simulation part of that, somebody's putting in a fucking weird cheat code. <laughs> I'm just going to like put this in. All of a sudden, it's just going to keep growing and get ridiculously big. Oh, yeah. And, and then you're going to have to explain it to everybody because that's going to be for my amusement. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like there has to be some kind of strategic plan because it really is amazing that we all like the people like if you if you pop out of your mother's womb and you don't have any like major complications like that alone to me i'm like there's something i mean because so it's 
So let's so, think about that for a second. Why would a creator slash programmer simulate differences into its characters in the simulation? What would be the purpose? I guess entertainment uh, or to see how... I mean, because if, if I mean, well, yeah, and it depends. It depends on how we, if we do get to make our own decisions or not. So it's like whether you're viewing it as we are a part of the game that they're playing, or whether you view it as like we're a part of a movie they're watching. Like, do, are we separately making decisions or not? So I think part of it is about because I do believe this in life is that life is really about how you respond to things. And so I wonder if some well, of that it is. is like... Just to cut you off for a second, but yeah. it absolutely is. Do you let it completely uh, diminish your being or do yeah. you use it as a learning experience and, and do something else? Well, dude, I forgot. I can't say his last name. But his name is Nick yes. v- v- something. But he's like one of the top paid motivational speakers in the world. And he was born with no arms and no legs. He's awesome. And he really is very inspirational. And he literally rolls around and like moves and he just does his life and he doesn't let it impact him and he has a hot wife and he has kids that he or he's the father of i'm like he's got a hot wife no yeah but i'm like you go (laughs) man like well no honestly i just uh you know i i'm I'm a sucker for these little like micro clips on the internet like i'm just gonna show you this little clip and then like make you interested to like look them up you know basically like clickbait i guess but there was like a, a little rapper that he didn't have like full legs, I don't think, and he had nubs as his arms, yeah. and he went hard. And I was yeah. like, his hashtag on the thing was the Odd Squad. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm interested. You got me interested because this yeah. dude went hard. You know, I'm like, that's some good rap. You know, yeah, throwing it down. Then, then like his friends that he brought in, I'm like, oh shit, now I know why it's the Odd Squad. <laughs> like. These guys, obviously, when you look at them or odd, they're probably great people. I have yeah. no problem with that. To me, it was like, so was there one guy with, you know, small limbs that said, I'm going to make an odd squad and went and found weird people to be rappers that Maybe. shouldn't have been that shouldn't have been rappers? Because <laughs> these other ones I heard like the, oh, they're not as the good. guy at the end, I was like, holy shit, I could have done this while I was sleeping. Yeah. Well, maybe he was just trying to create opportunity. You know, maybe he was good and he's just trying to create opportunity for other people. But, or like- but his talent in particular, the guy dominated his his yeah. experience on this planet because what he's doing right now needs no arms. The writing would be hard, I think. But now that we have technology, he's using whatever he was dealt, whether it be yeah. birth or after, to absolutely like make me think, damn, if there was like one profession... What would you do that you had no movement of real fingers and everything else? Yeah. Like, I'll just become a good rapper. And then you yeah. just like learn and practice so much that you dominate that. So in the video, he's rolling a blunt with his nubs. I don't even know how that's <laughs> possible. Yeah. Uh, but it is because I watched it. And now if it's CGI'd, they went through a lot of work to fool me. Yeah. I will say I was impressed by the blunt rolling as well. But the fact is, he has no fingers. He has no way to do things. So the best thing you have is your intellect and the way yeah. to put together a, a rap. You know, I mean, like for sure, I was impressed. I was. I mean, and you figure impressed. you figure it out too. That's the thing is, it's not just oh, you know, he gets to focus more on on something in particular. I mean, there's that element of it as well. But you know, that's what I was saying about with the Nick the Nick guy. It's not just. I mean, he is a brilliant mind, and I love hearing him speak. But it's also 
the way that he moves, like you see him go around and he just, I mean, I think it is impressive that, like I said, that he has a hot wife that he, because it's like this, it, it just goes to show you that the only limits that really matter in, in life are the ones that we put on ourselves and the ones that we choose to accept. And, you know, there's also that girl who I forgot her name, but she's labeled like the ugliest woman in the world. If you saw her, you know, and you never got to talk to her and you just crossed her on the path. You'd be like, yeah. "Ooh, whoa. Yeah. You know, thinking yeah. ahead. Well, you don't get to know who the soul is, who the person yeah. is. So yeah. your judgment, even as a person, I would like to think I'm a good person. I don't know. Anybody else can judge that. <laughs> but but if I saw her, I might be like, whoa, you know, like yeah. caught off guard. Not like, oh, you're a fucking a beast and whatever else, but yeah. just more or less like caught off guard, like, whoa. And then, like, you'll never get to talk to her, maybe, if you don't go and approach yeah. her yourself. Well, I think sometimes we're in that we're in that yeah. state of, well, like, let's just say, buying into the system. Right. Let's say, so hypothetically, you didn't have time to, like, and, and I don't know how you'd approach somebody like that and be like, oh, I just want to talk to you because you look really weird. You know <laughs> what I mean? But me, I would, if I could, if that would yeah. be normal. Like, I want to talk to you because I I feel like you're You being, have something interesting to say. Well, and you've been ridiculed by everybody, so I want to yeah. know your story. I'd love to be able to do that. You'd also become, you'd come across as an asshole because you just picked her out because she looked like that. Well, for sure. I mean, a while back on, like, I don't know, Tinder or Bumble or something, I saw this chick on there that was just like a total, I mean, she was just covered in burns and, and her, yeah. you know, and she was... But she was talking on there in her on her bio or whatever, and she was, she was like, "Yeah, I had a horrible accident." She was like, "Because I'm sure." She was like, "I'm sure a lot of you are wondering, you know." But she had these pictures on there, and she was just proud of herself, and and it does make you think. It's like, man, how how do we look at things? Because if you were in their shoes, you would want the same thing. You would want someone to see you just as a human, and and. But you have to be some kind of superhuman to overcome what's already been said, because you already know how humans are. Yeah. So if you're a burn victim, you have to be some kind of superhuman to come out and really accept that people are going to look at you that way and then and say, I demand to be looked at normal. Because even all the smallest things in my life that it took me a long time to get over, I was like, you know, embarrassed because just of, you know, the context of the situation, people are going to look at me different because of how it was aired out how the sure. how the negativity was aired out and i just want to let it pass before or i want to you know in my personal experience i'm talking about something in particular but i wanted to let the time pass so that i could heal myself before i yeah. talked about the subject now and that's just conversation and hearsay and what's real what's not this is on your looks being able to overcome something that is a physical appearance to everybody and be able to be that confident overpower you have to be a superhero of a human being for sure well maybe you know maybe they're the ones winning the game honestly i think they are i think that's where we go back to the the lost info on lost information on are we are we gaining ground on being more advanced or are we just gaining knowledge and technology and and retracting on knowledge and spirituality and everything else going back if we got over the programming and who people are on the physical appearance and things like that and the superficial shit, we would realize that the people that are maybe not as successful as us or not, um, you know, best, best physical condition or whatever else have the more to offer 
and we're just kind of living in a world where we're trying to progress in what can benefit my life on but- i think you're the dot you know the diversity of your experiences is um you know the richness of your experiences in life even if those are hardships is what really adds quality to your life because you know i always say um rock bottom is a beautiful place to be because you know those are the things that really when you face those trials in your life those are the things that really make you look at the world from a different perspective those are the things that make you question things and like humanity as a whole and I do think it's a beautiful place to be. And it does kind of pull you out of the matrix a little bit. Oh, and that's, you know, that goes into simulation because, um, you know, if it's a program simulation, is it that when we're operating at peak capacity to the perspective of what this world or this base reality is, is that where we find comfort? Is that where we're like, oh, you know, I'm successful, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm not listening to any other stories, I'm just living out what's programmed or what I envision. Yeah. Or is it when you feel uncomfortable outside the programming, on outside the, the, the norm, that you're like, this is where I find the most comfort, giving back to other people, finding out their stories, finding out that this is something fabricated. And I believe, to me personally, that I feel more comfortable when I go outside my box and and realize that there is something being fabricated and that when I help other people, I feel better because I feel that maybe deep down, I know I'm helping them come to terms with something is being fabricated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. It's like it is... It is all just, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, there's only a few things that we know for sure. And I think it always feels better to be kind. I think it always, you know, and it feels better to receive kindness. And it's better to love and it's better to receive love. And like, if there are only a couple truths that we do know for sure in life, I think that those are those are some of them. On that being said, something is forcing the narrative the other way. For say- sure saying that not to give and be very selfish and be very greedy and control and sep- this world separating us yeah and separating us and being yeah. a conqueror of your business or yeah. whatever and fuck everybody else seems yeah. to be what's being pushed yeah. because ultimately I've been in other places in my life where I was making a lot of money at one other time and I thought this can't be it and it was it was sub- such a force in my soul that I had to go look for something else. Yeah. And I started a nonprofit company at that time. And I thought, well, fuck, I'm not even doing really good at this nonprofit because nobody wants to invest in nonprofits because they always think it's a scam, which I understand. But at the time, I felt so much more satisfaction in giving everything I had to try to fulfill a narrative of giving back and letting people know that there's people out there fighting for your cause. Yeah, of doing for sure, good for sure. So the the satisfaction that I felt at the time makes me think that this is absolutely being pushed. A narrative is absolutely being pushed, saying do this, be greedy, worry yeah. about yourself, don't care about nobody else. Because when I went away from that, I felt so much more satisfaction with myself. And I, and again, my heart goes out to my fans that we're gonna have. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, so me me and Duncan want the. I think we want the same thing, and I honestly can speak for him when I say this, is that we're trying to reach out to make a collective discussion about information that is being withheld. And honestly, me in particular, I know 
there's something bigger to this life. For and sure. the more of you that know it, the better we're off at making a good stance at developing a better humanity. Well, you know, I, I truly believe that, you know, the one thing that we all know for sure, if we allow ourselves to know it, is that we don't know anything for sure. And I think that that... That's the biggest problem. That knowing can... Ego. Yeah, the ego can, you know, getting rid of that can really heal a lot in this world. It's like we may never have all the answers, but if we can have this conversation and talk about all kinds of different subjects and try and find people where they are and meet people where they are and say, okay, well, what can we agree on? What can we discuss? What can we figure out? It's like, I think that will only progress society further. That, but it's like that again is the lost info in a nutshell. I'm going to send up some communications and pull up the galactic story assembler. Right now. Apparently it has picked us a story and this one seems to be of the paranormal type. Hi, my name is Miranda. Um, I was staying the night at my grandparents' home in Port Byron. Um, we got put to bed pretty early. It was during the summertime. My grandparents have an older home that is three stories. It's a little oddly shaped and right next to the cemetery and very secluded. Uh, they put us upstairs to go to sleep, which was a three-bedroom upstairs with a living room. And we were sleeping in the middle room together. I was probably eight and my sister about six. And I woke up to being dragged out of bed. And it was by a woman who was elderly looking with long nails, a white nightgown on and long, dirty, dirty hair. And when I hit the floor, I realized that my body was still in the bed and she drug me across the floor and pushed me up against a dresser in that bedroom and my grandmother had a artificial porcelain cat right there and I used to try to play with it so I grabbed it and slid it towards me to try to I guess comfort myself as I watched her grab my sister out of her body and drag her across the floor and put her next to me and she left her next to me and she floated towards the other room because the room has a door like an entrance into the next room and she floated in there and I leaned forward to see what she was doing and she was trying to do the same thing to my grandparents but like, like it was almost telepathic I knew I could feel her anger on her. She was so angry and, like, enraged. And she kept saying, like, you're not supposed to be here. There's a fire. There's a fire. And my grand my father was a firefighter, so I, I've smelled smoke before, and I do know what to do in a fire. So I remember sitting up perky with my chest out trying to smell the air, thinking I don't smell a fire. I don't see a fire. And she 
got even more frustrated because she couldn't get my grandparents out of their bodies and she floated into the hallway past us. And I looked at my sister and I pointed to the bed because I couldn't speak. And my sister got up with me, got into the bed and like laid back into her body. So I hurried up and hopped back into mine worried that my sister was dead and I would be in trouble for this and I woke up and I was kind of jolted and I grabbed a hold of my sister and I shook her and uh, she was like what do you want and I, I was like are you okay and she said yeah and I said did you see the woman and she's like no and went back to sleep and I thought okay so it was a nightmare but I had trouble sleeping the rest of the night and I wasn't a kid that normally got nightmares. So that morning, my grandma had woken us up. I was the last one downstairs. And I waited until my grandfather and my sister went into the other room. And I told my grandmother what had happened. And before I could finish the story, she grabbed a hold of me really tight on my shoulders and shook me and said, sometimes our minds say things that they shouldn't. And you should never tell anyone about this ever. Do you hear me? And she's always a really nice woman. So I was scared. She scared me so bad. So I said, okay, I won't say anything. She said, don't you tell anyone that. And I said, okay. And I didn't. And I held that in for a long time. And then when I was 17, um, her sister, my great aunt, came in from North Carolina. And they had stayed the night there. And we had gotten there for breakfast the next morning, and there was a big commotion in her large kitchen area. And my grandmother was fighting with her sister, and I didn't know why. And they shuffled everybody out of the kitchen, and I was like, looked at my mom, and I said, what's wrong? She said, oh, your aunt really upset your grandmother. And I said, why? What happened? What'd she do? And my mom looked at me and said, she told your grandmother her hallway upstairs was haunted with a woman in a white nightgown. And I just remember like all the air out of me came out because I had spent like my whole life scared of going upstairs over that dream I had. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if it wasn't a dream? And I needed to talk to her. I wanted to talk to her, but I didn't get a chance to because everyone was around and I just remember how mad my grandmother was, how mad she was at my aunt, and I was like, I can't say anything. Well, she ended up going to North Carolina, and I didn't think anything else of it. And then one day in the car, my mom was talking about how my great-grandfather had rebuilt my grandmother's home. And I said, well, I was told never to say anything, but I just thought it was weird because my aunt who's not up here had the same experience so I told my mother what had happened and she was driving and I've never seen my mom startled ever but she was so startled she had to pull over on the side of the road and she told me I never told you and she just kept saying I never told you how do you know and I said no what no what and now I'm horrified and she told me that the reason my great-grandfather had built the home that they were living in was because the main level was the basement. The bank was repossessing the home from an elderly woman. Mm -hmm. She was so 
angry. She said that no one would get her home, and she burned to death in the home that she had set fire to. My great-grandfather was the one who had purchased her home, cleared it out, and built the home on top of it, Mm. which her house is still their basement. So there's a lot in that story because it sounds like your grandma kind of already knew the whole the whole thing and then that was probably why she told you not to say anything and then mm-hmm. apparently there's other people in your family that also witnessed something or experienced something with yep. that lady that's pretty creepy yeah. so uh, that part on that on the story the interesting part to me is do you think um when when you were being pulled out of your body like that was more like your astral plane body being pulled definitely definitely probably because i it was like i wasn't heavy I don't remember hitting the floor and it hurting. I just remember being drug across quickly like I was really lightweight. And like all the color when I looked down at myself and my sister was gone, there wasn't color. We kind of looked like her in a way. So was your point of view from it was from me, but looking at my sister and looking at that woman and we resembled her in a lot like the colors of us faded almost like my lower half looked different and my sister looked different. Like I could see the dresser through my sister Hmm. and we were like almost a white color, like a mist in a way. Yeah. That, that sounds to me kind of like what people explain their astral body to be kind of a transparent misty kind of, uh, well, I mean, that's only from what I've heard, but it, it seems to be that that's, that's what you're explaining. That's pretty creepy. Yeah, very. I still, I'm like, I'm 36 years old. I can't go upstairs by myself. I make up any reason. Like, I've told my grandma I don't know where her Christmas decorations are up there just because I don't want to go up there by myself. Yeah, no, you probably would never um, forget that experience. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm always like, she's going to come back for me. <laughs> Well, she's probably just, uh, you know, they say that they, that some people or spirits linger in a location when they just have unresolved issues. So, yeah, they do. And she still believes the fires there too, from her behavior. So I wonder if, if she's more malicious or just wants somebody to notice her. Yeah. It's hard to say on those. Yeah, that's a that's a great story though. That one I love those kind of stories. I'm sure, all of our listeners as well. They uh, every new new firsthand account always gives you a little bit different perspective on um, how things play out. You know, so mm-hmm. we appreciate that story. Yeah, no problem. Hey, this is keeping you awake, Jake. We had uh, some file corruption on some of the simulation, so we will. Um, redo or revisit simulation, maybe cut it into parts. But until then, uh, we'll see you on Case File 9. And this is The Lost Info, and we're out. So-